Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw for a pop-up episode. This is Richie Barnes. TJ, he's not available today. I can't get into detail why, uh, but I'm sure the the faithful listeners can figure it out. Um, But just a quick reminder, brought to you by Guthrie's of Tallahassee, 2550 North Monroe, 1818 West Tennessee Street. Definitely go support them. Also, Garnet and Gold in Tallahassee sponsors the show. Make sure you support them. You know, don't spend your money at Fanatics or anywhere else. Those are owned by Gators and other people. Uh, support Garnet and Gold, the local Florida State brand, um, for generations at this point. If you're my age or younger, you definitely know. Uh, definitely support them. Um, I am joined here today by Coach Amy Bond and Beatrice Valine of Florida State Women's Golf. How are we doing tonight, ladies? Good. Happy to be here on the show. Absolutely. We're happy to have you guys here. Fresh off of winning the Tallahassee Regional, um, I want to start with you, Coach Bond, because I didn't realize this was a thing uh, until I saw it from the official FSU Golf Twitter. Shout out Chuck Walsh. uh, does a phenomenal job. Um, But you guys raised the flag after you win the Regional. Talk to me about that tradition, because that's something I wasn't aware of. But when I saw the video, I thought it was awesome. It, It seems like a great golf tradition. Yeah, actually, the head pro at uh, Seminole Legacy, Matt O'Brien, came up with it uh, a year ago. And so any time that the men's or women's team win a tournament or now um, an individual player wins a tournament, we raise the W flag. I mean, we started winning so much and at the same time that Matt had to go and buy two flags. So the men's flag is garnet uh, with a gold W and the women's flag is gold with a garnet W. So... Anytime we win, when we come home, we raise that flag. And it's become something special, I think, even for the players to be able to do that. And it flies until we leave again. And so everybody can see that one of the two golf teams has has won a tournament. So it's really, really a special thing for us. And it's become a tradition that we're definitely going to keep for a long time. I love that. As you can see in my background, I, I'm nothing but Florida State memorabilia. I, I want I want the W flag back here somewhere <laughs> at that point because I, I just love that story. And, and Coach, you know, we kind of talked to, briefly off air. Um, the first two rounds, you guys were pretty consistent. I believe 290 the, the first two days. Um, make things a little tighter than uh, Florida State fans would have liked heading into the final round. And then you guys win by 17. there's no way you could have seen that coming. I'm sure you were confident playing your home course, but did you see her ladies just showing up in the final round like that? Because that was impressive. Just essentially lapping the field. My goodness. What a, what a bloodbath. Yeah. I mean, I definitely thought at some point um, the local knowledge would play a huge role. I mean, we were, we were tied with UCLA. We had, you know, we were behind them after round one by two shots and then we caught them in round two and I really just knew at some point that local knowledge was going to kick in. Now, did I see us shooting eight under in the final round? No way. Um, but that was exciting uh, with Alice Hodge uh, coming in at 65 and then Dia shooting at 68. So it was a it was a big deal for us. And I just told them to go out there and have fun. And, and I think, and Bia can't answer this question, I think they had a lot of fun on Wednesday. And uh, it's, some, it's something pretty cool to win by 17 shots. Yeah, and not only did the team win, you know, Beatrice, I have to ask you, because you won the individual, it's got to be special, right? Your, your last regional in Tallahassee, um, to, to post the scores you did and, and just take the individual honor. Obviously, college golf's different than professional with, with, with the team aspect. 
but you're still like trying to push for that individual honors and you got it winning it. How special was that winning that in your last tournament, potentially at, at Seminole Legacy? It was super special. Uh, I love playing at home. I actually have my parents here all the way from Sweden. So it was extra special having them see me play and just be at home and see kind of what place I'm at and, and all the people I've gotten to know and and just the pe person I've grown to be. And just playing in front of them was super special and just like playing with my team, playing at home. The course was in great shape and they've been working so hard. So it was at the top and just playing good golf is always fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, I cannot wait to finally get out on that course because I, I played it a lot in college in the mid-2000s, but not since Jack redesigned it. Um, man, it, it just looks beautiful. But to backtrack a little bit, a few weeks ago, you went from, you know, uh, this past weekend winning, uh, you know, the, the regional individual award, but you were at Augusta the week before the Masters. And it seems like all you do is finish top 10 there, no matter what. Um, how comfortable are you at Augusta? And what is it like competing? You know, obviously you compete against the best college golfers in the world um, every single week, right? But to go to Augusta, the Women's National, that's special. Uh, to have such another phenomenal finish. What was it like doing that? And then a quick turnaround. I knew, I knew you didn't play the very next day, but you made it to the ACCs the very next day just in case you were needed. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it was definitely, I was more comfortable this year around than first year I got to play it. I was kind of, I knew the whole week, like how it was going to look and all the schedule and that it's going to be like a lot of people watching you. And I feel like for the first year I got to play, I, I was like looking all over the place. I was nervous. I was stressed about all the things that was going around the tournament instead of just focusing at my game but this year I was just kind of like enjoying everything enjoying all the people screaming go Knowles and and doing all of that so it was a lot of fun and just going to into the week I, I said to myself this is the last time I'm gonna play here uh, I, I better do like enjoy it and like just take everything in and and you just appreciate such a great event because it's not a lot of time you get to play. I mean, that course and obviously with that many people just looking at you and supporting and cheering you on. So it was super special. And, and then I got to play uh, the week after a match event. I got to play the, the last day one match, which was different but I mean golf is always fun even if you don't play your best it's always like something you you want to do and and it's always fun to play with the team so it was a lot of fun the whole week and even the the event after that and coach Bond you know we, we've had the pleasure of talking with coach Jones on this podcast several times as well and I think about Brooks Kepka, you know winning the or competing in the U.S. Open as an amateur and being the low amateur and John Pock being the low amateur. Um, how cool is it to watch one of your players outside of a college event with the best in the world, you know, a step above college? Because that's got to be cool. And it's got to be somewhat nerve-wracking as well, right? Yeah, not nearly as nerve-wracking as it would have been if, if she was playing in a college tournament. 
Um, it, was, it was a lot of fun, though. And, and this way I could just be a spectator. I'm not coach yeah. at that point. I'm just a spectator that's enjoying the golf that's being played. And she had told me the night before, one, she wanted to play in the final group, but she accomplished that. But two, um, she told me she was going to smile her way around Augusta National. And I think people <laughs> saw her on TV, and that's exactly what she did, and she enjoyed the moment. So for me, it was cool to see all the Florida State fans um, doing the chop, you know, screaming the war chant. It was just a lot of fun to be able to be a spectator and just enjoy the moment with her. But at the same time, I'm trying to maneuver my way around 25,000 people uh, just so I can get a glimpse at her um, as she played around the, the golf course. And Coach, you, you kind of mentioned that, you know, we talked, it's a team sport. It really is. As great as Beatrice is, that you need other other golfers to show up. And, uh, you know, in that last round, you mentioned Ellis Hodge, 65 course record. That is ridiculous. I And um, most of the people listening to this are, are here for football, but they don't understand golf. And a 65 in a in an actual college tournament, that's, that's just stupid. Like, how cool was that to see that play out in real time? And Beatrice, were you aware that that was happening, that she was on pace to set the course record? Because I'm sitting here watching on, on my uh, on my laptop, and I'm saying, my goodness, I'm, I'm trying to explain to my wife what's going on. She's like, that sounds cool. I'm like, no, it is cool. That That's a big deal. Yeah, uh, I had no clue. I actually didn't know until afterwards because uh, I, I was one of those – people that had the course record earlier and I know she beat me. I was like, Oh man, <laughs> but I, I'm super happy for her. I mean, it's awesome to play so good on the last nine and do all those birdies and Eagles. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, she shot or she birdie or uh, she had five straight threes. So she had a birdie on 10, an Eagle on 11, a birdie on 12, a par on 13, an eagle on 14. And then I go and show up on 15, and she makes double. So she shoots 30 with a double. Um, so needless to say, I was like, well, you can blame the double on me. And so I left her alone the rest of the round, and she ends up doubling 15, birdie in 16, par in 17, and birdie in 18. And I walked out on, in 18 fairway and hid behind a tree literally and she hit her second shot up to about six feet and she walks by me and she's like i see you <laughs> and i'm like hey can i have the honor of walking up 18 with you as you finish this off and she's like yeah come on so amazing that she had seven threes on the back nine at seminole legacy it was unreal that that is just ridiculous and again i can't stress enough for, for those listening that aren't sure what that means that's extremely impressive, um, but not the only impressive one outside of her and Beatrice. Uh, Charlotte Heath, you know, I, I'm just scrolling the timeline on Twitter, and uh, I just see a video of, of this Florida State golfer holding out for Eagle. And it's just the perfect shot, like bounce, bounce, bounce right in the cup. Um, were you there for that, or did you hear it wherever you were on the course? Because that was pretty special, and watching that, like, my goodness, the when I saw that, I'm like, they're not losing. Like, like these girls are going to win this tournament. Yeah, the, actually, that was in the first round on 17. And I was actually with her at the time. Had 125 yards um, and hold out a pitching wedge. And we haven't had a hole out in forever. And the crazy part is our – sorry about the dog. 
Um, but the crazy part is our videographer got it on camera. And he's been waiting all yeah. day just for a birdie, and he gets an eagle. And then flip it around. One thing you don't know, maybe, is the very next day, Fia pulls out on four, and he also gets that on camera. So it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And, you know, sometimes in golf, when you know good things are going to happen, balls start to fall in from everywhere. Um, but yeah. Charlotte hit a perfect shot on 17, and she's actually, that's the first time in her career she's holed out from the fairway. So something pretty cool and unique. So it was something special. It was it's a lot awesome. of fun. I was in the group behind, and I've never seen coach like scream and like raise her <laughs> arms like this. So I was like, what is going on? So it was a lot of fun to see behind. I was on a different hole, but I could hear her, and, and I saw the people applauding and screaming. So it was a lot of fun to for me as well. Yeah, I, I love going to tournaments. I'm, I'm at the Arnold Palmer Invitational every year, and, and you love – as a spectator, I love when I'm watching a hole and you just hear roars from like across the fairway or whatever it is. You're like, whoa, what just happened there? And, and <laughs> it's just awesome that, that for you, Beatrice, that it was a, one of your teammates who hold out there. Um, what's next for you guys? Obviously, you advance now. Um, what's your schedule looking like, uh, Coach Bond and Beatrice, um, moving forward the next few days, heading into the next round? Yeah, um, Basically, we leave. It's a quick turnaround. We leave on Monday, actually. The national championship starts next week. Um, so a couple days of practice at Seminole, and then we leave on Monday, um, do a little practice out there on Tuesday. They have a walk around. They allow us to walk around the golf course on Wednesday, play a practice round on Thursday, and actual play starts on Friday. So we play 54 holes of stroke play. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the 24 teams are cut to 15 on Sunday night, and then the 15 play one more round of stroke play on Monday as a salute to service. So each of the girls plays for a fallen soldier, which is very unique and, and, and uh, so much fun um, to realize, you know, those that have sacrificed so much for us. And then that's also the race to the eight. So those 15 teams race to the top eight. The top eight make match play and play two rounds on Tuesday and the finals on Wednesday. So it's a long week, but it's a fun week. I mean, B has been a part now of, of outside of COVID, three three uh, national championships. So um, Bia, kind of tell them, you know, leading up to it, some of the things that we do when we get out there and things like that. Well, we kind of, like you said, walk the golf course, kind of look around, talk about places not to be, places you want to be and and we do a lot of practice like get the speed of the greens and and kind of just like get in in shape to the tournament and just know all the places you you want to be in and not and just talk a lot about the golf course and make everyone feel comfortable with all the holes and and kind of just take it from there and then we all just do our own thing, whatever we need to prepare for the upcoming um, rounds. As yeah, it, it was funny last year, um, as the men's team was competing for a national championship, we actually had Trey Jones live on the show. He was from the range in Arizona, and he was talking about how the differences of Florida golf versus Arizona at the time. And he's like, yeah, I'm just telling my team, 
find the cactus you like as your landing spot, aim at that, and that that's your target, right? And it, it, it was so different. He's like, in Florida, you, you, you aim at trees, right? It, but in Arizona, you aim at cactuses. Um, how much research goes into the course before you even step foot on there? Because that seems like, uh, you know, it might seem like not a big deal to the casual fan, but it's clearly, you know, you're playing target golf. It, it's a huge deal understanding the course and where you're trying to, to hit the ball. Exactly. You know, with us, typically we get one practice round. Uh, so you want to do some research kind of ahead of time. The great thing is we did the walk around a year ago. It's the same golf course we played a year ago. So we've got some local knowledge there. But it took us a while. I told the girls today in our in our team meeting that find your yardage book from a year ago because <laughs> yeah. I don't think many of those cactuses are going to go anywhere. You know, here <laughs> we might lose a tree or two to a hurricane or something. Um, but out there, I think those cactuses are going to be there for a good long time. So those cactuses that we uh, saw before, we're going to see again. So really, that's it. You know, we've done some Google Earth stuff before just to, to figure out a few holes here and there. But until you actually physically set foot on it, um, you never really know. We've tried to use all kinds of different gadgets and contraptions and videos and things like that. But until you really set foot out there... Um, you don't really know. So we do the best we can. And the, and the girls have a good mindset going in to, hey, we're going to get a practice round. We've got some experience on this golf course. Five of the six that were taken have been out there before. So nice. uh, we feel pretty good about it. But it definitely is unique because you don't see the fairway. You literally yeah. look over and you're aiming at a cactus and you're hoping that you get yeah. to the fairway. If not, you're <laughs> in the desert. Beatrice, what's it like for you just to uh, – like uh, Coach Bond said, you were out there, so you, you kind of have an idea already. Um, but what was that first time like, and how much is your mind at ease going back, knowing you, you have an idea of what to expect this time? I mean, it kind of makes me more calm. Like, I know how it's going to look, how it's going to hopefully play the same way. Um, I was a lot in the dirt uh, or desert last, last time, <laughs> and it was fine. Uh, you, you're still going to find your ball. It, it might be a little trickier than uh, hitting from a rough, but it, it's still the same. And um, I don't know. I feel like going into this year, we all have the experience from last year, most of us. Um, and we know what to do and what to expect. So I, I think our odds is a bit higher this year. And I, I feel really good with the team and in my own game. So hopefully we can do what we want and uh, win this thing. Yeah, and, and we're all definitely pulling for you guys. Uh, I don't want to keep you too long. And we don't typically take listener-submitted questions for this podcast, but I, I did solicit one. Um, I reached out to John Pock and said, hey, I, I have Beatrice coming on the pod. What question should I ask? And he said, ask her who wins the most chipping contest, him or you. So I oh, got to hear your answer yes. on this one. Well, he's been getting a lot of luck. He's very lucky when it comes to chipping. But you should ask him back who wins on the big course. Okay, okay. I love it. And then, um, you know, last thing, Beatrice, I, I saw, you know, I, I follow him on Instagram as well. And, and you were at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. How cool is that to just see him, you know, basically a year ahead of you of what you're, you want to accomplish on the women's tour um, on a sponsor exemption, make the cut. Um, I dragged my wife around and she's like, there's Rory McIlroy, all these people. Why are we following him? I'm like, hey, he's been on the podcast. He's he's a Florida State guy. We have to follow him for at least a couple of holes. I actually ran into his dad on one of those holes. 
Uh, just how cool is that seeing him at Bay Hill make the cut and really compete? Because that was awesome to me as a Florida State golf fan. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I do enjoy playing more than watching because I get jealous. I'm like, oh, I want to hit that shot and all of that. But I'm super proud. He 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 did great. And it's just fun to like see before I, I I go into that stage myself and play on tour and stuff. So it's kind of fun to like see his like experience and and how it is for him and maybe I I'll bring some of the things I've seen into my own step and uh, yeah it's a lot of fun I mean you always learn something but I do get jealous I want to hit and play those golf courses too they are really good yeah well your time will be here soon enough um next year you will be on the women's tour one way or the one way or the other um, we're all excited. Coach Bond, Beatrice, we wish you the best of luck as you continue your journey to a national championship. We will be following every step of the way. Thank you so much for joining us again, Coach Bond. And for the first time, Beatrice, we hope it won't be the last time. Maybe we'll get you and John here in a few years when you guys are both dominating both tours. Um, really excited. But again, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. And uh, um, we're looking forward to following you guys the, these next few weeks because I, I think you've got a really good chance to make some noise. Yeah, thanks so much, Richie. I mean, it's been great to be on. We appreciate all the support. And uh, we'll try not to make it as nerve-wracking as we did. <laughs> we'll see if we can get the putts to fall a little bit earlier. But we certainly appreciate all the support from all the Knowles everywhere um, and hope we'll yeah. do you guys proud out in Arizona next week. I have no doubt you guys will. No matter what happens, you've already done all of us proud, and we really appreciate the way you guys represent our university. You know, from someone like me in his mid-30s who graduated 15 years ago, I'm still so proud of y'all and what y'all are doing. Uh, we will be back on Sunday for our regularly scheduled show. I don't know if TJ will be back, guys, but it, you might be stuck with me for the next few days or next few shows. And you can, again, if you listen long enough and, and you've been listening to the last few recent shows, you know why. But until then, we will see you guys on Sunday. Go Knowles. Go Knowles. Go Knowles. All right.